from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Happy Hump Day, Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Good morning. Thank you for being here live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Good morning to everyone tuning in from the planet and the world. We've got a global audience uh, like every morning, and welcome to the show. So very exciting stuff. Yesterday, a brand new episode of CISO Talk. I mentioned it at the end of the show, but a brand new episode of CISO Talk with my good friend and assistant over at FNTS, Don Pekka. We talked about mental health and cyber leaders' responsibility for mental health. If you haven't seen that episode, it's a really, really great episode. Something that's really critical. If you're seeking leadership, if you are in leadership, uh, Don drops a lot of wisdom in the show. And so definitely worth your time. Go and check that out. Additionally, happy to announce we will be doing a live podcast while I'm in Israel next month, uh, Sunday, April 16th. Sunday's a work day in Israel. For those who don't know, over at Intel Ignite, you can register on our website at cyberhubpodcast.com. Registration is free. We're not charging anything. Um, we, we might be doing a donation campaign um, of, of 18 shekels, which is equivalent of $5 to a charity uh, that, that we're picking. And so uh, most likely Holocaust, uh, supporting Holocaust survivors um, just you know, <laughs> to, to, to confirm that people actually uh, do show up for the event. April 16th, we are looking for sponsors. You can register now to attend this event so you can do all of that on our website at cyberhubpodcast.com and now without further ado let me grab my cup of coffee my double espresso join me in a coffee cup cheers and we'll get into the show so we'll kick off this morning's show with news of chat gbt suffering its first data breach which was caused by a bug in an open source library just as additional cybersecurity firms have noticed that a recently introduced component is affected by an actively exploited vulnerability. The news broke on Friday after OpenAI said it had taken the chatbot offline earlier in the week while it worked with the maintainers of the Redis data platform to patch a flaw that resulted in the exposure of user information. The issue was related to ChatGPT's use of the Redis Pi, an open source Redis client library, and it was introduced by a change made by OpenAI on the 20th of March, the chatbot's developer uses Redis to cache user information in their server to avoid having to check the database for every request. The Redis Pi library serves as a Python interface. The bug introduced by OpenAI resulted in chat GBT users being shown chat data belonging to others. According to OpenAI's investigations, the title of active users' chat history and the first message of a newly created conversation were exposed in the data breach debug also exposed payment related information belonging to 1.2 percent of the chat gbt plus subscribers including first and last name email addresses payment address payment card expiration date and the last four digits of the customer's card information the information may have been included in the subscription confirmation email sent on march 20th and it may have also been displayed in the subscription management page in chat gbt accounts on the same day OpenAI has confirmed that the information was exposed during a nine-hour window and admitted information may have been leaked prior to March 20th. They've notified effect user, affected users and whatnot. This was not the only chat GPT security issue that's come to light. Uh, also on Friday, uh, Graynoise issued a warning regarding a new chat GPT feature that expands the chatbot's information collecting capabilities through the use of plugins. Uh, the Graynoise did notice that code examples provided by OpenAI to customers 
interested in integrating their plugins with the new feature include a Docker image for the um, MinIO distributed object storage system, the Docker image version used in the release uh, 2022-0317 is affected by CVE 2023-284 through to a potential serious information disclosure vulnerability. Now, we bring this up because obviously as chat GBT is adopted and more and more people get into it, there's bound to be these types of situations. What's your policy as a practitioner around the use of chat GBT? Because we've got another chat GBT store here in just a minute, and we'll talk about that because that has a different use case. But with these vulnerabilities, you've really got to, I know technology moves fast and business moves faster, but with all due respect, one has to be mindful of some of these challenges that go on there. And this isn't the first one. The crown results has confirming that they also are one of the victims of the 130 others that have been uh, taken advantage of through the Fortra go anywhere breach. Crown Resorts, Australia's largest gambling and entertainment company, confirmed it suffered a data breach after its Fortra Go Anywhere Secure File Sharing Server was breached using the zero-day vulnerability. An $8 billion a year business, they operate complexes in Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Macau, and London. The data breach was conducted by CLOP, and Crown Crown Resorts has confirmed it's being extorted by CLOP, who claims to have stolen the data. Um, They're investigating this claim as a matter of priority. They can confirm that no customer data was compromised and business operations have not been impacted they join a long list of other companies who are a victim of the fortra issue google is pointing to the fact that several zero-day vulnerabilities patched last year's had been exploited by commercial spyware vendors to target android and ios devices according to a report published on wednesday by google's tag team uh, Google's security researchers detailed the zero-day and end-day vulnerabilities exploited in what they described as two different highly targeted campaigns. For many of the zero-days, no information was available until now on the attacks exploiting them. They've been tracking more than 30 spyware vendors that provide exploits and surveillance solutions to governments. While the surveillance technologies themselves may not be illegal, they are typically advertised as solutions designed for official intelligence and law enforcement operations. The problem is that they're often used by governments, target opposition, journalists, and descendants. That's not on the spyware vendors. That's on the governments they sell it to. That's their business. And that's on the people in those countries to to, to take a fight with their government and elect people who won't abuse this type of technology because you do need it to save lives in a lot of cases. And one or two of the campaigns described by Google on Wednesday, an attack started with a link being sent to a targeted user via an SMS one click, the link took the victim to a malicious website. It delivered an Android or iOS exploit, depending on the target device. Once the exploit was uh, were delivered, the victim was redirected to a legitimate website, likely in the effort to avoid raising suspicion. The iOS exploit chain involved CVE 2022-42856, the WebKit vulnerability that Apple patched in December of 2022 and recently patched it in the older iPhones, as well as CVE 2021-309-000, sandbox escape and privilege escalation vulnerability that Apple patched back in 2021. Android also had several CVEs that were zero-day fixes, including CVE 2022-3723, a Chrome zero-day fixed by Google in October of 2022. They also targeted CVE 2022-4135, a Chrome flaw that Google patched in November of 2022. It was the eighth Chrome zero-day for the year. This uh, this is a Chrome GPU sandbox bypass that only impacted these devices. A lot of these are being attributed to spyware vendors, um, by specifically by a company in Italy, RCS Labs, 
Uh, however, Google noted that a few of the techniques used against iOS have also been leveraged by Predator spyware made by North Macedonia spyware vendor Cytrox. So um, spyware definitely leaving people wanting uh, a bit more there as well. Researchers have uncovered a new Linux malware linked to China. The unknown Chinese state-sponsored group has been linked to a novel piece of malware aimed at Linux server. One of the artifacts is designed to drop a kernel mode rootkit based on an open source project referred to as Reptile. According to the Vermagic metadata, it is compiled for a kernel version 5.10.112-108.4909er.amazon2-x86 uh, underscore 64. The company said in the report, the rootkit has a limited set of features, mainly installing a hook designed for hiding itself. Both the implant and the rootkit are set to be deployed using shell commands that download an installer and a custom binary package from a remote server. The installer takes the binary package as an argument and then extracts the uh, rootkit as well as the server implant module that's currently under active development. The features are no different from other backdoors of its kind, enabling it to contact a remote server, receive instructions that allow it to carry out file operations, create sockets, launch a shell and execute arbitrary commands. The malware ties to China from its infrastructure overlaps with groups such as APT41 and uh, Earth uh, Barabuka, which is the name given to a state-sponsored actor chiefly targeting gambling websites in China since at least 2020. Microsoft's putting ChatGPT as your assistant in cybersecurity. On, uh, today, Microsoft is rolling out an AI-powered security analysis tool to automate IR and threat hunting tasks, showcasing a security use case for the popular chatbot that was just breached last week. The new, the new tool called Microsoft Security Copilot is powered by OpenAI's newest ChatGPT4 model and will be trained on data from Redmond's massive trove of tele telemetry signals from enterprise deployment and Windows endpoints. Cybersecurity experts, uh, experts are already using generative AI chatbots to simplify and enhance software development, reverse engineering, and malware analysis tasks. And Microsoft's latest moves adds several new use cases for the group of practitioners. Microsoft is already raking in about $20 billion a year from the sale of cybersecurity protection products, and industry watchers expect the push into AI automation will create new revenue streams for Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft is also posting the Security Copilot chatbot as a tool that works seamlessly with security teams to allow defenders to see what is happening in their environment, learn from existing intelligence, uh, correlate threat activity, and make better decisions at machine speeds. So we'll just see how effective that is. If you are testing this, if you're using it and you've got some feedback, love to see it. You can, again, go to our website, leave a message there, or uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll end with North Korea's APT43 uh, group using cybercrime to fund espionage. No real shocker there. AP343 moniker is one of the APTs out of North Korea. This new nation state cyber operator has been attributed to a series of campaign that orchestrated to gather strategic intelligence that allies with Pyongyang's geopolitical interests since 2018. The monetary angle to its attack campaign is an attempt on its part, uh, on the part of the threat actor, to generate funds to meet the primary mission of collecting strategic intelligence. A victim victimology patterns suggest that targeting is focused on South Korea, the U.S., Japan, and Europe, spanning government, education, research, policy institutes, business services, and manufacturing sector. The threat actor was also observed straying off course by striking health-related verticals and pharma companies from October of 2020 through October of 2021, underscoring their ability to shift uh, to swiftly change priorities. 
they're a prolific cyber operator that supports the interests of the North Korean regime, according to Maniant. The group combines moderately sophisticated technical capabilities with aggressive social engineering techniques, especially against South Koreans and U.S.-based government organizations, academics, and think, think tanks focused on the Korean Peninsula geopolitical issues. Their activities are set to align with the Reconnaissance General Bureau North Korea's foreign intelligence agencies, indicating tactics overlap with another hacking group, that Kamiski, um, or Thallium, what, what they're most known, known for. It's also known to take advantage of contact lists stolen from compromised individuals to identify more targets, steal cryptocurrency, to fund its attack infrastructure, the stolen digital asset are then laundered using hash rental and cloud mining services to obscure the forensic trail and convert them into clean crypto, which they can then use to continue to fund their activities. That's it for our show this morning. Obviously, a lot going on in the world of AI for a lot of us in cybersecurity. If you're an open AI fan like I am, you're definitely paying a lot of attention and it's something we all want to keep in mind. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. right here. Make sure to go check out our Israel Intel Ignite April 16th. We're going to have a great, great time. We Go sign up now. Free registration. And if you're looking to sponsor the event and be on some of the panels and the live podcast that will later air right here for everyone else to listen, you can go ahead and contact us at cyberhubpodcast.com for all the details. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for everyone. Avishai. Uh, Nick, Matthew, and everyone, uh, uh, Karen, um, Arnez, uh, I'm trying to see, Scott, Tom, Ron, uh, Brent, Karen, Teresa, thank you all for being here. Really appreciate everyone. We're back tomorrow. Stay tuned and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.